Welcome everyone to Curtain Jerks right here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Scott Narver. I'm Steve Sears. And, uh, well, it's no secret really. We're doing a double episode because we we can't record uh, the, the following week from when we did this. So this is part two of last week's episode. Not really. Yeah, whatever. It's there's new stuff. Still, it's just us still talking. Yeah, there's new stuff. Yeah, there's there's always new stuff, but we're still going in the trend. You're going on a retreat. You're going away for a bit. Uh, I don't have access to the studio. Things are fucking manic here since Jack Swagger had quit. Yeah, we, you know what? We've got to pull up. We've got to really pick up that slack. And we should probably point out, because it's the second part, you think, oh, these guys are on the down slump. They're in the refractionary period. Uh-uh. Now we're going to be hitting it harder. It's going to be even funnier and crazier. Right. This that's... lukewarm iced tea is not going to drink itself. Is that what you're drinking there? Uh-huh. That's ah. fresh audio right there. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's, that's what a, the Foley artists call it. They call that an audio bed. Yeah, fresh uh, fresh bed. I, we're completely wrong on all accounts, I think. Ah, we're comedians living in Los Angeles, mm. telling bits. Yeah, we're telling bits, uh, bringing you the funny and all of wrestling uh, each and every week. We're not the news outlets. You're not going to get wrestling no. news from us. That's a lot of work. No, you're going to get wrestling insight. You're going to get the exploration of wrestling. You're going to yeah. get wrestling concepts turned on its side. It's like a Rubik's Cube, and you're going to be like, hey, I never thought of wrestling that way. We do podcast journalism, which means when you get around to doing a podcast, that's the amount of journalism you do. There might be some journalism involved sure and speaking of which i went to e3 now a week ago wow how did you have a good time that far back i did it was a really fun time it's in the now yeah it's <laughs> you in don't the have now. to treat it like time traveling shit and keep it all in continuity yeah so how am i my own father oh <laughs> you're a doctor yeah i'm a doctor um what did you play and those are your hands what was the what was the most fun game you played oh boy that's tough uh you know what alien isolation that's now now are there a lot of aliens in it or is it just one alien like oh steve's getting scared i'm very scared (laughs) that is a fucking terrifying game really we did a lot of coverage you can find uh our coverage you can listen to the uh episodes uh the podcast on 16 bits so you can go to uh 16bits.com or find us on itunes that we did uh like first reactions and stuff i talked to a uh senior producer of Alien Isolation, he gives a lot of the breakdown of the game. So uh, I, was that a guy at Sega? Uh, yeah, or something maybe more specific than that. I don't mm-hmm. know. I got too excited. I wanted to talk about the game, so I didn't get into his full like. And where do you work specifically? Ah, oh, what division is that? Oh, I see. Oh, I don't care. Of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like fuck it, man. Let's talk about this. Do fucking you have game. kettle chips in the break room? <laughs> so we talked to him there, and you can see goofy shit of me. Uh, YouTube.com/slash No Extra Life. We did some. Uh, we did some uh, remotes there. So now Alien Isolation, was that the scariest game or was that the most fun? You know, that got the biggest reaction out of me. That's not the most fun game to play for me. But That's it was not the, most, the that was the most visceral one for you. Yes. Okay. That game is fucking I made everybody play it. I made Josh play it. I made Phil play it. And uh it's it's so fucking scary. Was it now was it scripted moments or did you each have a different experience when you played different it? Different experience. Fantastic. Um you are I guess you are Ripley. I thought um, you were her daughter. Oh, well, that makes sense. So, uh, life sucks for her, I'll tell Mm -hmm. you that much. You're on the ship, um, and you really don't have the abilities to fight an alien. It's not like all of the games they presented to you. It's not like what they tried to do with Colonial Marines, where they're just giving you waves of aliens and you're just mowing them down. On this level that was presented to us, you're in a shuttlecraft. You're in a spaceship. I don't know how big. But you're isolated. You have 
of weapons basically to defend yourself, not to attack, to yeah. defend. And there's an alien um, on board. You have a tracker, you have a flashlight, you have flares, and you can get a flamethrower. And it's in the ceilings. It's walking through the hallways. So you have to avoid it, but also sort of seclude it and stuff, I bet. No, there's it's keep it away from you or otherwise you die. There's mm-hmm. no hit points. There's no like it knocked me down a little bit. Maybe you can get hit once or twice. But when it charged at me and killed me the several times that it did, uh, it does. And it it takes away all power from you. So it's not like an Assassin's Creed where you're a god, you know, so it's like a, through the it's city. almost like a Dark Souls kind of adventure, but with less badassery. Uh, dark, I mean, it's it's scarier than Dark Souls because Dark Souls, you just have to always play at the top of your game. Mm-hmm. This one, you're terrified because you will get killed by by something you have known of for 30 years. Yeah. And it's now as powerful as it's ever been. You really feel like Bill Paxton in these movies when he's. Like, you're panicking, like, get over, man. It's fucking terrifying. It truly uh, is. PS4, Xbox One? What uh, do you got? Uh, those two for sure. I can't remember if it's all platforms. It might be all platforms, but those two, the two next gens for sure. Okay, how was concessions at Staples um, or the convention center? I'm like, I did see a hockey game. Uh, that w- It was at the LA Convention Center. How was the convention? We got fucking free food all over the place. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah, brother. Uh, but the most fun game might be... Um, I think it's called Broforce. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? I don't. Maybe it's a downloadable game. It's all pixelated, and uh, all the characters are like a uh, pixelated version of like Mr. T, Indiana I've Jones, seen, I've, Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger, Rambo. That, it's, it's like Metal Slug. Awesome. It's like Metal Slug. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, that's awesome, and so is Super Smash Brothers. Like that's the you finally need to own a Wii because that game is so much goddamn fun. Cool, very a cool. A Wii U. That is a Wii U. E three sounds awesome, man. It was a lot of fun, and I went to 2K because they are now the people that are full-on have the WWE license, and they're taking care of that, um, and we tried to set up. We had media badges, Josh and I, and uh, we tried to get an appointment. Couldn't get an appointment. Couldn't do anything. like They just were not showing it at the times that we were there or had available appointments to show us. Total bummer. Couldn't do any reporting. Took a picture in front of the, uh, the uh, signage that was John Cena- Hulk Hogan, classic Hulk Hogan, uh, Bray Wyatt, and Cesaro. And CM Punk with his face crossed out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Screw you, buddy. <laughs> and uh, then uh, on the very last day, within the last 15 minutes of the entire show, which we don't know. We thought there was still another hour to go. Uh, we go over to Evolve in 2K uh, in the Xbox wing. And we're talking to this uh, uh, woman who works with PR. Uh, for 2k and then mentions like this isn't really my thing i'm involved in the wwe division and i go whoa that's me it's a sabarco sabarco pizza and yeah then we did a jewish celebration dance and she's like what is happening i don't understand anything that's going on you're both consumed with emotion and she gives me a full rundown on the game. I asked if she wants to be interviewed, and she's like, I'm PR. I can't do that. But she knows everything. So I, I can share some info that I've learned that's been reported, but maybe the listeners don't know. Uh, new commentary. It's no longer the no. It's no longer the old shit that was recorded in different booths with mm-hmm. all these guys. It's over 35 hours at this point of Cole and Lawler in the same booth together. So it's not... You know, so it's a oh, discipline. He's going for a sunset flip, Jerry. Wow. See how stilted and awful that was? That's the old commentary. Yeah, now they're going to do it with people that are actually in the room with each other. Mm-hmm. 
So they're doing that. They've got new body scans of everybody. They're using all the latest motion capture stuff. They brought guys into the studio to recreate it. They have an actual ring there. They're recording the sounds of the ring, so authentic sounds when people are doing bumps and landing. She says, yeah, when people get hit by chairs, like it's actual sounds, and I go, oh, the intern's getting fucking smashed in the face. I'll use that joke again when I get to my little bit later. Uh, And then... uh, so they're doing other stuff too, making it more lifelike. They said they were criticizing the other ones as being like too um, action figurey, mm-hmm. and so they're really going for the authenticity of all of this. Uh, in depth props are uh, past and present, all kinds of stuff, and um, gave me contact information so we can talk to a rep from Two K on this very podcast. Booyah! Suck it, E three. Boo! Oh no, but we love you, E three. Thank you. Where's Two so K located? I don't know. I have no idea. All right. I never know where. Where's Blizzard? Where's uh Redwood City? Where's you? Oh, all right. <laughs> Kiss my ass. <laughs> uh, where's Ubisoft then, huh? Uh, Vancouver. All right. Where's? <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Montreal. No. Oh. 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 Down yourself, huh? Oh. Oh, why are you down yourself? Why are you down yourself? <laughs> oh, stop it! I'm stupid. Stop it! It's a terrible idea. So yes, more on the WWE 2K15 game uh, in the future. So we'll we'll try and get in, t- in touch with those people and get uh, some exclusive interview. And uh, I will berate them if Boogeyman is going to be in that game or not because DLC. He... Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of cool games. Oh. You need to get the Dead Rising 3. I can't even say the full title. Oh, Super Extreme Explosion Arcade Pack. That oh, looks incredible. It's so fucking fun. It's it, so fun. I think they on the last Dead Rising on Dead Rising 3, they sort of hit on the fact that like suddenly the gameplay got a lot faster in a really great way. Like mm-hmm. it was fun to shoot guns finally in Dead Rising. Yeah. And like as much as those fun, it was still fun to use a sword on zombies and stuff. Mm-hmm. So when they made like the clips I saw from the arcade version that they're doing. Yeah. They're on to something very cool. They're on. This year is going to be an awesome year for games. Like Josh and I talked about that. 16 Bits Podcast, as I said. Uh, check that out. Um, and I think the WWE game is going to be no exception. It's going to be awesome. Oh, saw Samoa Joe there as well at E3. Nice. You can do a quick like, hey, what's up, Joe? And you can tell his reaction real fast because Samoa Joe did not want to chat with anybody. And I get it. That man was on gamecation. I bet. Having a good old time. And I thought, maybe I'll try and get a little snippet. It wasn't a really good place to talk to Samoa Joe about. Like, hey, man, so you guys don't have a game? That sucks, huh? Hey, just say hey. That's all right. So I said, hey, walked on by. Uh, It was cool to see Joe. That was that. So that was my wrestler interaction at E3. Um, Okay. We got a lot of stuff up this week uh going on and we didn't get to it all last week uh we were talking about network before yeah the wwe network uh has because of the wwe network uh losing so much money that's what's theorized that's why there was the black friday black thursday sort of i'm sorry the ethnically diverse mass firing thursday that's right uh was because they lost so much money on the wwe network Mm -hmm. and uh we were talking about this a little bit we're trying to figure out a way to make the WWE Network still viable for new clients, for sort of new subscribers. And we had a couple ideas. Yeah. I Okay. One idea that I had was, okay, everybody wants to watch all these, like, the last generation of guys still. That was part of the excitement of, you're getting the Attitude Era pay-per-views. You're getting them uncut. You're getting them as they were. You're getting Stone Cold. You're getting Rock. You're getting Foley. You're getting Jericho. You're getting all these guys 
back when they were and we're showing it again. Like you don't need your old VHS tapes. You don't need your scratched mm-hmm. up DVDs. It's all here for you. And now they're showing total divas are showing the old legends house of those guys, but it's all these guys now have successful podcasts. They're in movies. They're doing all this other stuff that the WWE isn't capitalized on, on them. Now they had that cool series. The, uh, the, uh, oh, what was it? It's not beyond the mat. It's, uh, uh, the, everybody knows what I'm talking the about. The round table one. Well, there's the round table one that they need to bring back. They stopped doing that show. Legends of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, the round table discussion of topics in wrestling with, uh, old school guys and some newer ones. And then there's the, um, the ultimate face offs or whatever it was with Shawn Michaels and, um, Bret Hart, oh, the sit down talk with Jim Ross hosting it. I think if they even just did something with like Jim Ross hosting a one-on-one talk with him and any guy, like him and Jericho, him and Austin, him and make it exclusive, exclusive to the the network. network. And it's just talking about highlights in their career, showing footage in between and really just getting in it, like hearing stuff because we want to see those guys. That's why we're checking out the pockets. That's where we're going to all these other venues that aren't the network. So that's uh, you get that show right there. Yeah, uh, I think that's you we call saucing it, saucing it, get saucy. I think, yeah, you have any sort of exclusive content and then you have people sort of coming back. Uh, WrestleMania this year was Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan and The Rock all coming out to set up the show, which remember, we were sort of like, why are you showing us the greatest of all time at the beginning of the show to undercut everybody who's about to come out no after shit. them? It's like, yeah, the three of us in this ring, nobody can beat us. All right, and now for we're the not going to do show. moves to each other either. Yeah, so there's something like there's that draw is still there. You know, mm-hmm. they could do that. I mean, even yeah, I think that's sort of we we sort of pegged it early on. We're saying a network wouldn't work, but doing a, a service like YouTube, like what they're doing right now, is how you make it work. This now you have to offer people content they can't get anywhere else, mm-hmm. and but not stuff like WrestleMania. Don't take WrestleMania away from people. Please don't. Yeah, uh, I say a. A WWE puppet show, as done by the wrestlers, mm-hmm. who make their own puppets. Yeah, you have to make your own pu- puppets from whatever you can find at Michael's, the craft store. That's right. Well, I don't want to just limit them to the stadium. I want them to be... I want them to have some content. Uh, WWE karaoke. Mm-hmm. All your favorite superstars singing other superstars' famous theme songs. Because uh, you can't get you know the licenses. Well, on but Scott, things. I feel like all these things are have to be affordable because they lost so much money from the WWE Network launch. So I think there's got to be something about that. I think the other issue they have is they Who do you spend... blame Triple H. No, I don't blame Triple H. I think there's a Who lot. Do you, blame? you have to blame somebody. I do have. To... I blame That's the money. Business, I blame the bu- I blame the money, Scott. You blame the money. Yeah, they lost so much money and they spend so much money. I blame the money. And now I finally can blame the money. Everybody thinks, Steve, you're crazy. There is no, proof. No, they say, fuck you, Steve. <laughs> fuck you, Steve Sears. There is proof. The Money in the Bank promo. That we Today we have an exclusive interview with the googly eye stack of money. Yeah. Yeah. I want to I get to the bottom of this. And you know what else? You can't even find that commercial anymore. What do you mean? It got pulled? Yeah, it got pulled. We've all seen that commercial. We've all seen the commercial. We all watched that commercial. We all thought with it was googly-eyed bullshit. The googly-eyed money from Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. And now it's not available anywhere. You cannot find that video. So, listeners, if you've, if you've got it, post it or keep it safe keep, because yeah. that, that is the new keep sin. Keep it co- in a safe. Yeah, keep it in a safe. 
That is the new Keep Sin Cara that money in the bank. The new Sin Cara cock T-shirt is the googly-eyed sack of money from the Money in the Bank commercial. Uh huh. It's the gobbledygooker. It's the uh, Shockmaster. Shit. Think about it. Look, it has been hidden away. Well, we should talk to that money. Let's confront this motherfucker. Okay. I'm just gonna take him out of my pocket and put him on the table. Oh, you have him in your wallet? Yeah, I had him. I had him in my pocket. I had him in this little uh, crumpled up brown paper bag. <laughs> I got him. Just get him out of this paper bag and. What's your Two, name? Three. What's your name? Hmm? What's your name? Why are you so serious? What's your name? What's with the desk clamp? What's your name? Well, my name is uh, Cashola. Thank you, Cashola. You're a guest on this podcast, but you got a lot to answer for. Why? Why? What's the big old problem there, buddy? You're the one who stuck me in your pocket. That's because you're making wrestling a joke. Well, how can I make wrestling a joke? You're, you're a stack of cash with googly eyes. Wow! <laughs> I don't know what you're looking at. Are you looking at me? I'm looking at everything. I got googly eyes. <laughs> you're literally looking at everything. I I don't even know how WWE could justify using you in a commercial after they lost $180 million in one day. That's me. I cost $180 million. You're a $180 million stack... Did they buy your cash? My name's Mucho Dinero. <laughs> now you're just changing See, your name? Yeah, that's the thing. Cash has a lot of different names. Yes, it does. It does. I'm sorry, Cashola. I Hot can't tamale, be... that's my name. I can't stay mad at you. How could you? I'm a stack of cash. <laughs> money in the bank. Everybody loves cash. Everybody loves money in the bank. There's going to be a new champion. I know. <laughs> Everybody likes that. <laughs> You look excited. I sure am. <laughs> boy, oh boy, wrestling's going to be sure all fun. Everybody likes ladder matches, too. Well, I guess that's secondary to all the money. There's no money in that briefcase, you there know. There should be, though, right? Yeah, would you be Instead in there? Instead of a boring old contract that nobody sees. Well, it's the prospect for more of you, I guess. Yeah, a bunch of me. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Tacos de clams. What? That's my name. Oh, Cash. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, you can buy tacos and clams with Sure cash. you could. Or a championship. No, There's you, you know what? You're champion. getting me distracted. You're getting me distracted. I, who okayed this commercial? Who brought you out? That's what I want to know. Well, the, look, there's been some trouble. Look, I'm not the $180 million. There's been some trouble as of late. I know. You're obviously a small stack. Could be a thousand. Um, Depends on what your bills are. But... I'm eight hundred and thirty-two dollars. You're what? I'm eight hundred and thirty-two dollars. So there's a couple. That's my name. <laughs> That's really my name. Eight hundred and thirty-two dollars. So are you like? Is it one five hundred dollar bill and a bunch of twenties, or is it? I mean, just think about it. It's it's a really a five hundred dollar bill. That's. That's the silliest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> there is a five hundred dollar bill. Uh. But well, then what's going on? Your commercial's been pulled. Like the WWE Network is in. Is they don't know what to do with it. I've been future endeavored. Uh, what? I got. I was part of Black Thursday. You got fired? Yeah, but it didn't make all the dirt sheets. No, and they took your commercial too. They took my commercial. They took my whole career. <laughs> you might know to they took my... a cut of me. I used to be a thousand dollars. You know, they I'm, took a chunk out of me. I'm, this business is brutal. I'm sorry. This business changes a man. I, didn't, I have five 
kids to feed. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I They're didn't... all a dollar bill. <laughs> I didn't mean to laugh. I really didn't mean to laugh. But my wife looks like a million dollars, but she's actually just twenty. <laughs> That's very clever. Is she a stack? All That's my wife, pal. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. No easy to get. No reason to get angry. No reason to get angry. Uh, just take it. Take a few breaths. I need a drink. What? Give me a drink or something. I. What is that? Iced tea? No, that's. I need something iced tea. That, I'm, I'm, I'm a wet. Your papers. You're getting all damp and. Uh, this business takes it out of you. Well, I, I got in trouble. What did you get in trouble for? I was with Dixie Carter. No, what are you? You're a WWE stack of cash. Hey, man, sometimes you're on the road and sometimes people meet up with people. Sometimes you're on Twitter late at night and you DM one another. So that way the company doesn't see what's going on. Wow. I'm, God, I'm so sorry, stack I of cash. I stuck my entire stack of cash inside of Dixie Carter's oh, every orifice. Come on, stack was, of cash. I saw it all. I saw it all. Um, come I on, stack of cash. Gonna do. I what Tina's going to do. What are they going to do? I can't. What's the point of telling now? I might get hired by them. No. I don't know. See, you can't live like that. You can't live like worried about getting fired or hired for one place. You got to be your own stack I of cash. five kids to feed. I know. You got to be your own stack of cash. They're all a dollar bill. Yes, that's what you said. My wife looks like a million dollars. Yes. But she's actually a 20. Is I married Andrew Jackson. <laughs> Wow, are you drunk? Oh, yeah, I got shit face in that iced tea. Oh, come on, stack of cash. I'm not supposed to drink liquids. <laughs> you're not, yeah, you're a stack of cash. I need to do some coke. What? I have some coke rolled up in one of my $1 bills. No, I have some coke rolled up in please, my son. Please don't do some coke right now. I have some right coke now. rolled up in my please son. Please don't do some coke right now. Okay, George, 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 wake up. Give me a coke. Papa. <laughs> Oh, God. Give me a Coke. Give me a Coke. I told you to hold on to. Papa, no. Give it to me. Give it to me. Stack of cash. Stop it. Stop. All right. Uh, don't make me separate, you guys. D don't. Oh, God. All right. Me. I'm separating you guys. Oh, no. I $831. Oh, how this business changes people. I'm going to keep your son safe. Oh, no. Oh, no. You took my son. I'll, I'll cut you. I'll cut you, motherfucker. No. I'll end your life. You're, you're... They take my commercial. They take my job. You took my son. I'm, I'm going to kill my son. No, stack of cash. Don't I'm go to the side of the table. Son. Don't go to the side of the table. I'm going to jump off. That's it. I'm going to jump. Stack of cash. I'm going to make it rain. No. I'm no. Stack of cash. Rain. No. What are you doing? I'm going to go to this open window and make it rain. No. Stack of cash. Don't. Goodbye, cruel world. Everybody needs. Well, Scott, I'm going to stop recording just for a second to go collect all that cash that went out the window. That makes sense. Um, wow. Oh, my God. Steve's running out to go get that cash. Oh, actually, he's fighting with Edge over that cash right now. I hope Steve, oh, Steve hit him in the neck. Steve Karate chopped Edge in the neck right now. Oh, that's totally messed up. I'm seeing all this. Hey, uh, we're, do you know where the fridge is? I need to get some ice for Edge. Uh, yeah, I think an ambulance might be good because he's totally prone. What? He's not moving. He's just completely. Uh... Yeah, he's fine. His hands are by his sides. <laughs> it's not like they're splayed out. If listen, Scott, if he someone's looks hands... like he's ready for um, you know, one of the the gurneys. Yeah, he's just he just needs some ice. Okay, well, yeah, it's in the fridge. Okay. Well, this is this is really sad. I mean, Black Thursday has affected a lot of careers. We've 
we've now just learned the money from the money in the bank has attempted to commit suicide. And I guess from what I understand with uh, googly eyed money is that when it separates, it's no longer a living entity, much like Frosty of the Snowman. Uh, we that can, magical we can only assume. But if that stack of cash was to be reformed at a later date. He might be a guest again on the show. It might very well happen, well, you know depending what? on the reaction we get from you, the listeners. As we get closer to Money in the Bank, we'll check back in with that stack of cash. Remember, guys, just because WWE erased him from your collective minds doesn't mean he didn't exist. There was always a stack of cash with googly eyes. As a commercial, hyping one of the bigger yeah. pay-per-views of Never the year. forget. Never forget. Uh, all right. So we got that. Um, boy, you know, there's just... You know, I, I blame Triple H as well. Well, you, you got him, man. He's in charge now. Like, think about it. Triple H comes back for, what, a month, two months, and mm-hmm. then ten guys get fired? And, like, it's not that he came back and he was – like, he was running stuff behind them. Like, he, Evolution. he thought all of those guys had something. They were there for a while. He comes back and then he steps into the ring, even to main event WrestleMania. True. You know what I guess is really fair to blame? We talked about this uh, at lunch a little bit. Is NXT. NXT is like its own beast now that's going to force rotation. You know, I think, but I think rotation would be good, but not what they're doing, which is firing people. Right, but you you send, you should send, they should send people to NXT. They do. But the problem is, in fans' minds, I think it always lessens them to back to the minors. Yeah, and then they don't take them seriously again unless they get a total repackaging after that, which occasionally happens. Like that happened with Curtis Axel. Like he, uh, McGillicuddy went to NXT, was having matches, and then was repackaged to be brought back as Curtis Axel on television. Yeah, I, but I think there is, to me, in my mind, if you send somebody to NXT, that means they get to be a big fish there, you know? And then they get to have their own storylines, and they get to do more. And then if they develop something different or they get better at what they're doing, bring them back up. It's a very That's a very positive way of looking at it. As we know, the wrestling community on the internet doesn't always see uh, things oh, that but way. The IWC, I think they've got a little bit more compassion than they— Oh! <laughs> getting a text message. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> someone telling me to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but that's hey, we're always trying to change the minds of those out there thinking of that mentality. It's these are the guys we want to see. These are the characters we want to see. But it's an exciting time for them. They could be bigger stars somewhere else. They could blossom and blow up somewhere else and become a huge thing. And with Jarrett's promotion opening up, who knows who's going to end up there? It sounds like Foley's going to go. I there. mean, if they can find it, then I think they'll really enjoy themselves. <laughs> that's right. If they can find the clit with Jeff Jarrett, I think they'll really have a good. Toe curling time, mm-hmm. you know. And so, so I mean, we'll get finally get to see some wrestling that really makes your eyes roll back into the back mm-hmm. of your head. And if you're, you know, you you might uh, yeah, squirt joke. Uh, look, okay. <laughs> Foley. It, it sounds like all signs lead to Foley going there, mm-hmm. and that immediately pulls me in because I'm a huge McFoley fan. Um, I, but I, I, I'm curious as to what's going to be so different about this place and aj styles too sounds like he's a front runner is global force does it even have a location are they just i don't know i always feel like it's just jeff jarrett in his living room taking phone calls you know <laughs> that's right still married to karen that's right still married to karen that's right i have kurt angle's kids in my house that's right i'm how could you make that a selling point like i'm jeff like i honestly think jeff jarrett's got some merit right why is it like it seems like it's always the power behind the throne is karen jarrett I guess so. I and I don't understand all the teasers too for what he's got going on. I would think for a wrestling promotion in this day and age, 
say it all. Say every single thing that there is. Yeah, There's you... different stuff of like hyping a Batman movie and showing teaser after teaser to exist. It's just like, you know, December 1st, Tennessee, this place. Like we start show one, this network. Yeah. 9 p.m. Opposed Watch to it. remember Hulk Hogan saying that he was hanging out with TNA and they just showed that same clip of him wearing that pink fucking T-shirt for a year straight. Yeah. It's like, well, what are you guys announcing? We have an announcement. Yeah. Like you're announcing that you have an announcement. Yeah. Just get everybody. Get, give yourself that deadline. Give the fans that deadline of this is coming then. Here's what it is. Here's flat out what it is. Yeah, here is the definition line. What is the what is the definition? What is the summary of what you're trying to do? I think that would be the biggest thing. If they were to just say, we're doing this. Well, you know what? We want to sign AJ Styles. We're putting it out there. We want him. We worked with him before. We want him. And then start doing other things. Like if there's a guy in WWE's contract sending, say uh, uh, Zack Ryder. It's like. Zack Ryder hasn't been used. Like, make it a big campaign of like, we know your contract's coming up. Come here. Don't play we it coy. You. Play it like if they're like they don't they don't have any choice but to make a splash. And they're like the choice they're making is to play everything really subtle and small. And I then don't think about global force under any circumstances. You have the two words global and force. Be it. Yeah, be be that, a that's a great way to describe. Force. Be that global force. Yeah, I like the idea of calling out wrestlers like. Be like, oh, yeah, we'd love to get John Cena. It's like uh, he's under contract, WWE. Great. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, fans want him heel. We'd do that shit. Yeah, do that. Yeah, say it. Just say it. It'd be like, yeah, I'll take a meeting with him. It's a little bit of Bischoffness to it all. Mm -hmm. To, you know, the bold moves that he would make. But now in this day and age, you can do it out in the open in front of everybody. Yeah, and then you can sort of see how people respond to it. And I feel like there isn't a lot of backtracking. It's not like you have to apologize if John Cena doesn't sign with your company and turn heel, you know? Yeah. You're just saying like we'll we'll use the guy. Yeah, we would totally we would totally hire. Him. We wouldn't fire Daniel Bryan if he can't you know yeah. defend his championship. He's having neck surgery. Well, I think there's always just this sort of like don't talk about the other companies and like it's like if you can get publicity, then talk that like uh, here's a, a good description. Um, the Pope D'Angelo, he mentioned CM Punk talking like disparaging comments about yeah. him. And that was a news item because they got to drop Punk in there. Right. And it's like, uh, yeah, do that. Like, it always seems strange, but it's like, of course I'm going to read this article. You mentioned CM Punk, you know, and then you then I get to learn more about D'Angelo. Like, that's how you do it. Like, I wouldn't click if it was just like, D'Angelo, radio interview. It's like, oh, mm -hmm. all right. You're going to talk about CM Punk? Great. And now I'm like, the things he said, I was like, wow, through that lens, having then being feel like being more exposed to D'Angelo De Niro, now I think this is cool. Yeah. Like, that's how you get the exposure. Show people that your product is cool. Mention something else to get people's attention in the first place. Who are, name five wrestlers that are floating out there that aren't signed with a company or have recently been fired um, that would make you watch Global Force? Uh, AJ Styles, I think, would be awesome. Okay. Uh, Christian, if he ever gets better. Uh... <laughs> Uh, Monty Brown, the alpha male. Oh, yeah. pounds, period. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Um, who else? Who else is out there? There's uh, a lot of people. Undertaker. Out there. <laughs> hey, streak's over, bro. Yeah, streak's over, man. Uh, yeah, like, there's just so many. Like, I, what's it so exciting is who's gone to WWE? Yeah, 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 yeah. What, what, whoa, JTG. What, yeah, yeah. 
What are you doing here? What's up? Uh-huh. Yeah. Huh. Huh. You, yeah. JTG recently fired from the racially diverse uh, mass firings of last Thursday. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's right. That's how we do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-mm. Uh, uh, you were recently fired Global by Double Force. <laughs> anywhere. Anywhere heading for a job for JTG. Uh, are you headed to Global Force Wrestling? Yeah, yeah. What about it? Uh, uh, mm, what? Well, you know what? I'm sorry, JTG. That's really interesting. But I'd be really curious. You were... At WWE for a long time. How long were you there for? Yeah, well, you check the memes. The memes say what it is, yeah. But it don't even matter because that was just a stack of cash that I got in my boot. Uh, wait, check the memes. The memes are what it is. So you, but you were there for almost like five, ten years? Yeah, it's like seven years. Oh, what? Mm, oh. Wow, so there's been a lot of firings there. How did you how did you manage to survive all those firings? Yeah, what? Uh, just play it cool, right? Just play it cool, just count money, count money. And this man didn't see nothing, didn't see nothing. Wait a minute, uh, JTG, mm. so you're telling me you made it past so many racially diverse mass firing Thursdays just by playing it cool and counting your money? Playing it cool, counting my money, hiding in a bunny suit, you know, uh, you know, uh, hiding behind some puppet money, uh, you know, occasionally just doing some things in there, having behind Brodus Clay when he'd be walking around, uh. I'm, I'm sorry, I got, I got a couple different things here. I'm gonna try to go in order. Uh, so you, are you in the bunny suit and the Adam Rose, uh, probe? Was that you? Is that how you were getting by? Yeah, sometimes when, you know, that suit's empty, you know, you just hop right in that suit. Oh, you know, when the Undertaker's out there and there's a druid that needs to show up, boom, just hiding a druid outfit, you know? Okay. Spanish uh, commentary table, who's keeping that thing up? Oh, JTG. Wait a minute, so JTG, you, and then you also mentioned when Brodus Clay is walking around backstage. He's a big fat dude, you so just you hide, hide behind, behind him. I'm a little dude. Oh, that's what it is. Okay, so I guess what I, let me get this straight. You've survived so many mass firings because you've been hiding in the arena? Yeah. So you travel with the WWE, but you would just hide behind other wrestlers and in a bunny suit. So no one ever caught you, so they'd never ever think to fire you. That's right. Seven years, 30 days, zero hours, 25 minutes, 12 seconds. Man, that's... Yeah, yeah. That is really impressive. It's pretty impressive. I was trying to make it, you know, 11 years. Yeah, I got you. That was what I was shooting for, you know, getting paycheck after paycheck, hiding away. Wow, so what, how did you get discovered? Hiding in creative readings uh, means being the one black guy there, then no one looks at me because they're all from Connecticut, I make them uncomfortable, yeah. yeah but that's like in the lion's den, if you went into creative, then someone was like, what about No JT? one acknowledges the black voice in amongst the creative, watch the product, you know that to be true. You know what, I absolutely, I can understand. That's a very dangerous maneuver, but also probably the That's safest. That's where I hit out the past four years. I just found out if I hide amongst creative, then no one acknowledges what the black guy has to say. That is the, I guess, the, it's the most dangerous, but the safest place to hide is is in the is in the creative room. That's You're absolutely right. Wow, God, I well, congratulations on making it this far. I feel like even though you got let go, it was still an incredible accomplishment. It was, yeah. I didn't even have to wrestle at the end. My body feels great. Yeah, yeah, that's that's another thing. You feel really healthy. So, like, if you go to Global Force, are you gonna try to wrestle? 
No, not at all, man. No, that's <laughs> Jeff Jarrett's company. He's from Tennessee. Yeah, they hate black people too. I'll be perfectly well off there. They won't talk to me or nothing. They'll have me do nothing. I'll just collect paycheck after paycheck. Well, money, money, money. Yeah. Is it stressful? I mean, just hiding like that? Or is it like, is it worth it? Only if you think I'm going to be lynched by a bunch of white people. Yeah, I but I'm see. pretty tough, so they're gonna have to go up against a good fight. I can, you know what? I think you literally most described the most stressful thing that could happen. Yeah, but I feel like I'm pretty good. If Shad's in my corner, yeah, we fight them all off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so maybe Shad will go. Crime time could come back. You guys could just spell it crime time for real. In, uh, yeah, Global spell Court. it for real and then hang out there and then uh, hang out with uh, Jeff Jarrett and he won't talk to us or nothing. Yeah. God, wow, JTG, I think you're really onto something. Hey, thanks to all the racist white people out there that don't acknowledge the black culture, and then I get paid for it, son. Well, you can't do nothing when Obama's president. You can't touch us. You know what? I should be honest. Scott and I on the show are obsessed with black culture because we think it's the coolest. So, But we probably fetishize it to a point. White guilt, white guilt, my bad. I, I would have been fired had Romney been president or another white dude. Wow, all right. Barack Obama saved my life. <laughs> well, you know what, JTG? I feel like that should be on a t-shirt. That should be on your next t-shirt. Or your first t-shirt, for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, congratulations. All right. You take it easy, white boys. All right. Uh, JTG, you just hid behind that chair. Yeah, I'm taking this money. What is this, $832? Oh, you found it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? Go, go talk to the front desk and we'll... Well, I'll reimburse you for the stuff you found out of petty cash, but we need that. You because... got a desk that talks too? That's crazy. <laughs> oh, man. That's something. God, wow. That makes so much sense that he was just hiding backstage. Yeah, hiding backstage the entire time. Sometimes, like, clearly in the beginning, he was uh, trying to hide it everywhere and then just out in the open. I like, there's something really funny about that, as if creative never finds you, they can never fire you. <laughs> so I just imagine backstage at every pay-per-view, there's just a bunch of wrestlers playing hide-and-seek. True, yes, I think that is the case. Uh, it is time for Jerk Tweets. Each week, go to Twitter.com and follow us at Curtain Jerks and send us your hashtag Jerk Tweets. This week, we got uh, Phenom Classic says, are you believers? Hashtag Bob Dole, Curtain Jerks GM 2014. Oh, wow. Bob Dole. Mm-hmm. Former uh, guest on the show uh, claiming he was to be a Royal Rumble participant. Yes, the former presidential candidate Bob Dole for all those kids who were born after who Bob Dole was. Uh-huh. Uh, too bad Vincent Price Jr. didn't make the cut there. Uh, <laughs> thank you for being a, a listener of all times, Vietnam Classic. Uh, Pablo Bonzo says... With Ric Flair having uh, a medical... Wait a minute. Are we both believers? Oh. Um, I'm not... It, it got I'm... to the point where we just read jerk tweets and then go, ha, 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 and then just read another jerk tweet. Sorry. It's finally happened. We just turned into dads. Oh, shit. Uh... Oh, these jerk, jerk tweets sure are clever. <laughs> uh, I am not a believer yet. Neither am I. I think there's sort of a... He's supposed but I didn't see a lot of NXT. But you had to describe. You had to explain to me if he was a heel or not. That was what the problem was. Uh, I can see the potential. The problem that I have right now, and this is of my fault. Uh, I'm being a little IWC right now. Is I look at him and I go, "Boy, you're not your brother." Who's his brother? Bray. What? Bray Wyatt? Yeah. Father is IRS. 
Why on earth is he not part of the Wyatt family? He's got greasy hair. They've all got greasy hair. Oh my god, you're right. What are they doing? Uh, they don't acknowledge the family. They did a little bit like when back when Bray Wyatt was Husky Harris. Yeah. They would say son of Mike Rotunda, who's IRS. Yeah. Um, and then they had uh, Bo Dallas, him being that character. And then like Husky didn't work. And then he got repackaged and then was Bray Wyatt. And that took off exceptionally. You know, maybe they tried it at some point, but I assume the character of Bray and what that guy has is just something that no one else can tap oh, into, yeah, it's, really. It overshadows everything. But like, And I think Bo is good at being that, the obnoxious uh, twerp, mm-hmm. you know? But I think that like he could even still be Bo Dallas as part of Bray Wyatt. There's kind of that sort of... Uh, Lil Abner effect where you have the really hot farmer's hick daughter mm-hmm. and the rest of her family oh, looks like their mutants. sister's fucking gorgeous. What? Yeah. Is she a wrestler too? I don't think so, no. But I'm sure they're going, hey, would you uh, like to bump around a little bit, learn some moves? Huh? I, so, yeah, I, God, I didn't, that makes a lot of sense. Huh. Oh, yeah, like those were the missing pieces and all this. Yeah, Bo Dallas finally. Yeah, I'm the other, uh, Oh, the, you know why? I was like, wow, Bo Dallas really reminds me of Bray Wyatt a lot. And it's the way that he talks. Mm-hmm. Like, Bo Leap. It sounds like the same way Bray Wyatt's t- preaching to people. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm seeing a lot of sort of like this weird sort of uh, prophesizing. Does that make sense? Like there's this sort of preacher aspect that's being tapped in with both characters. And Bo Dallas is not hitting it for me. Yeah. He needs to be weirder like Bray Wyatt. I think he'll get there. I think this is going to snowball. Yeah, I think it's it's a slow build, but I mean, uh, I'd, like yeah, I see I'd like to be. I'd like to be. I'd like to believe. I see potential. I want to guy. believe. I see potential in him, but it's not he's not he's, not, he's no vision right now. No. Um Pablo Bonzo says with Rick Flair, oh, you might have to help me out with this. With Rick Flair having a medical at WWE, one, who would you like to see him work with on the current roster now? Two, if in his prime. Uh, let's just do in his prime because I don't know who I'd want to see him work with now. Having a medical? I don't know. I don't know either. Like a show? <laughs> Having a medical show? Oh. The Ric Flair Medical Show. Yeah. <laughs> how to beat that hangover. That's another great network show. I mean, I was about Rick to say Flair how telling gr- you how to cure your hangover. I was about to say how great would it be if they just followed uh, wrestlers to the doctor and then I was like, oh, that'd be a terrible fucking show. That would be, like, the most... I need some more somas. Yeah, like... Oh, most, Jesus! The most cut, morose, cut. like, scary show ever. Uh, Flair... I'd love to see Flair work with CM Punk in his prime. Like, they okay. sort of... I like that sort of weird Memphis style. Like, they just... I call it the Memphis style, but it's sort of this territory weirdness that I always really dug. Like, yeah, Daniel... Never, Ryan. The, the Lawler's Memphis style. Yeah, but Flair just... I love that Flair sort of, keeps wrestling. Lawler runs out of the ring. Yeah, like Flair, I just like he's one of my favorites. I'd love like him in his prime. I would love to see him go up against anybody now. Ambrose, even. Yeah, like, who do you want to see old man Saggy Flair go up against now? Um, who who's that guy? And wait, who? So who now? Like of all the roster of all the guys, and, and maybe even oh, you know who I want to see? Who? Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe and Ric Flair now. Yeah, that'd be pretty. It's like Clayface fighting Clayface. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in his... It's like Clayface from the animated series facing Clayface from Arkham City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, in his prime, though, uh, facing someone now on the roster, boy, who would I uh, really want to see him go up against? Uh, okay, I'm going to do it. Uh, uh, well, no, I, I, I already rescinded that one. Um, you know who I'd be really curious about? Would be like right towards the tail end of his run, JBL and Ric Flair in his prime. Oh, they either was... that's going to be really good or that's going to be fucking terrible. No, I think you're right on it. Your instincts are right. I think it would be great. JBL was not what I consider like I did not like watching him work, mm-hmm. but he was like he was good. He sometimes had like classic matches and great matches. I don't know. I think the the build up to that would be great. Like these two millionaires, one's the redneck one, one's the classier one. Yeah. But I think that would've been really cool. Well, not the redneck. I like but there was sort of that really evil Texas businessman JBL that I mm-hmm. think would be great against Flair where it's just like it's Where's Flair from? He's from uh Greensboro, North Carolina. Yeah, Carolina versus Texas. There's something there I'd prefer. Texas like, by way of New York. Yeah. But, like, JBL was such a, like, just a, I guess it was, like, I didn't like watching him. He didn't look, he always looked out of shape to me. He mm-hmm. never looked, like, even when they gave him, like, the, the belt for so long, he always looked like he was laboring. And he always looked like a really fit guy who was just too heavy. Does that make sense? He's just, he's just a heavy set guy that can never get rid of the, the man boobs. Yeah, you, know? you always looked like a kid in junior high right before puberty hit. <laughs> like, just, like, yep, your body's not going to let go of that stuff. Yeah, it's just going to hold on to it, but in no way is that not muscle in there. Yeah. Oh, we no, he's a big jerk. He's <laughs> a big punching jerk. Uh, yeah, JB, I think you're right with JBL. That I, I, Ric Flair in his prime, I would want to see him go up against everybody. I'd want to, I want, I would want a new generation of Ric Flair's career with him in his prime. Mm. Cloning. Let's make it happen, people. Let's clone him. Just so we can destroy those wrestler clones in the ring for our entertainment. They would be a marching army. They would take over the planet if we started cloning wrestlers. You know, speaking of marching army taking over the planet, Triple H. Triple H is a tyrant. Yeah, that's a guy who loves power. He loves power. He broke up the shield with his plan B. He ended it. Yeah. He pulled Seth from the pack. Ridiculous. Those guys were brothers. You know, now Scott, they're, they're losing money. Scott, let's call him. I'm calling him right now. I'm furious. Batista has, was wearing blue. Was that a joke? Or was that him saying goodbye? I don't know. Let's get some answers. Let's get some answers way after the fact. I'm dialing right now. Okay. I'm going to get Triple H on the line here. We're going to talk to him. Oh, WWE Network Technical Service. Okay. Triple H... It's Scott Narver and Steve Sears. Please describe the type of error you're having with your WWE Network app. You got it. The shield is broken up. Is this a support problem or do you need a... uh, I feel the shield needs some support and you took away that support. Look, guys, I'm just trying to work technical support for the WWE app. If you guys have a question about programming, write us a letter. It's part of the app. Because now when I look up the shield, it's just two members instead of three. All right, you tell me what you want, and I'll do what I can. Just, I, you just let me know, all right? As exciting as it is to have Seth Rollins break out, be a heel, be a major heel in the world of wrestling, I want the shield back together. I like them, tactical vests and all. Well, don't you think that after the year or the year and a half that they've been together that we can just bring them back at any time and sell t-shirts? You don't think that we can just... If we, what? What's so funny? Are you laughing because you know you can just manipulate all of us like like puppets? Look, I 
And the reason I'm laughing, the reason I'm laughing is the fact that I'm even entertaining the idea of changing our programming just because you're complaining about it. Hey, that, that's what a lot of people do. And I thought I'd speak on behalf of them for once instead of uh, tell them to shut up. Oh, yeah? Well, how about this? Why don't you tell me a way to make the WWE Network a viable network for people so we can save a little bit of money, opposed to telling me how we can change our product that we've been kicking ass with over the last 100 years? Okay, you have a sit-down show called Saucing It with JR where he talks uh-huh. to... Uh, Stone Cold, Stone Cold, or uh, Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho, or uh, The Rock. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, The Rock's pretty popular. And then we just—it's like a one-on-one discussion about career, and then like the really, you know, shooting with one another. Did you say Korea or career? Uh, yeah, they talk about uh, Korea, uh, North and Why South. Why would anybody want to see that if it's a bunch of wrestlers? Is it career or Korea? Uh, well, well, how about both? Low column A, low column B. All right, we'll shoot it, but I don't know if it's going to make the final cut. Okay. I want to say we'll shoot it. I'll think about it. All uh, right. Uh, puppet show. We've been talking a lot about puppets on this episode. But, I love puppets. Uh, well, great. What about a WWE puppet show? What about a water bottle? <laughs> like as one of the puppets? Yeah. I think that's a and great idea. And this water bottle marries another, the, the king's daughter. <laughs> And then rules the puppet kingdom. This sounds very autobiographical. Yeah, 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 maybe it's a little bit. Now, can the bottle stand up all the time or are its knees too weak? Uh, uh, Yeah, talk about your quads. uh, No, it stands up all the time. Okay. Uh, Look, the shield's broken up. What? Why? Why did you let you pull Seth from that? Evolution's dead and now the shield is dead. Well, let me ask you this. After all the matches between Evolution and The Shield, who do you think came out on top? Who ended up looking better? Shield. Shield always came out? Yeah. You really think so? Because we had three established megastars going up against three young upstarts who just really are great in the ring and they're really charismatic. Yeah, they beat you twice. Yeah. So I broke them up. (laughs) Asshole. (laughs) Why'd you fire the two members of 3MB? Why'd you fire Drew McIntyre? And Jinder Mahal. Now there's no more 3MB. They didn't do anything wrong. Well, let me let me put it this way, all right? So with the three established megastars of Evolution, Batista, Randy Orton, Triple H, yeah. we do little comedy bits every once in a while in our segments. You yeah, know, yeah. at the end or something. 3N, 3N band. Could, would you say they're consistently funny week to week? Yes. Well, that's why I broke them up. Oh, oh, God damn it, Triple H. You are really making the fans upset. Am I? Come on. I'm just giving people what they want. Randy Orton, Triple H, Batista for a little while. Why Why did Batista wear blue at the last show? Why did he wear blue and no one else was? All right. Let me, let me put it this way. All right. Consistently, between Randy Orton and Triple H. At both, payback. It was at, at payback. payback. Both, of them, both of us wearing black. And Batista wearing black most of the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uniformed. Yeah. So when he wears something blue that sort of separates him from the three of us, I fired him. That's I crazy. I didn't renew his contract. That is crazy. But you know what's crazy? Keeping him around while, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy comes out and really making sure he's a hot ticket item while he's still in the arena. So if you think about it, if you got a big ticket movie like The Chaperone, right? <laughs> That's not a big ticket movie. You got a big ticket movie like The Chaperone, and nope. then you got Guardians of the Galaxy coming out. Which That's one's gonna big... be? Which one's gonna be better? The Guardians be better? of the Galaxy. Which one's gonna be better? Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, that's why I didn't re-up Batista's contract. God damn it! You are, you are purposely ending all the stuff that all the fans like 
because you are bitter and jealous. I'm not bitter. Why would I be bitter? I'm just jealous. You know what? As the fans would say, you're burying everybody. Burying everybody. Yeah, you shouldn't be using that sledgehammer. You should use the shovel because you're burying everybody. That's a, you know what? That's really good. Well, well what do you... Well, so when you think of something that's really appropriate, if I use a shovel, right, because I bury people, or I use a sledgehammer just because I think it's look, it looks cool, what do you think I should do? I, I think I think you should use the shovel. Well, that's right. That's what you just described. I'm going to use the sledgehammer. Oh, all right. I am so mad. I am going to win WWE Network uh, in the app, do a follow-up about my customer service on this call. I am giving you a low score. Now, what score are you going to give me? You think you're going to give me a three or a, or a seven? I'm going to give you a, a one. All right. Well, I'm just going to mark it down as a seven because I run tactical support. Oh, God damn it. All right. God damn it. He hung up on me. The tech support can't hang up on me. They hung up on me. I'm sorry, man. Imagine if you actually had a technical problem next time. Technically, what you described, they were all problems. I'm... I'm... I'm I, 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 uh, you sound incensed. I am incensed. Oh, my stars. <laughs> Oh, happy day! Wow, that I fuck H. you. I said that earlier. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, Mark Orzeka called me. He's like, "Hey, you want to get lunch?" And I told, I called Scott, and I was like, "Hey, you want to get lunch?" And he was like, "Yeah, okay." And then <laughs> uh, Scott was like, "Which one are we going to?" And I was like, "I don't know. Let's go to the one that we know of." And if Mark Orzeka's there, oh, happy day! <laughs> That's a ridiculous story worth telling. Uh, and Triple H, what a heel to the bitter end. God, it was really great watching him work with Batista and Randy Orton, though. Yeah. Like, Evolution was so cool to watch. And those battles with the shield were so fucking good. Do you, did you see that moment when Triple H gets cut off because the shield dove at his legs and stopped his promo? He has a very weird, uh, when he gets cut off from talking. Oh, yeah. He makes a weird noise. Yeah. Uh, he goes, okay. <laughs> Did someone, did they like, do they attack his legs or do they go for it? Like, they're all three in the ring talking. Triple H is in the center. Um, and that's the way we're going to do things because. <laughs> like, uh, I think it was Dean Ambrose that goes at the feet mm-hmm. because they come from behind and they don't see him. But it just, it's, it's one of those funny sounding moments. Like, can you imagine getting the stern talking to like backstage from Triple H afterwards? And be like, my quads are fucking shot. <laughs> go for my legs again. <laughs> I will make sure you're sodomized to death. <laughs> oh, what a great name for a pay-per-view. Sodomized to death? Yeah. STD? Yeah. Oh, man, I can't <laughs> wait to see that in Jeff Jarrett's clip. <laughs> ah, so that wraps up another week. This was our double week. We did two episodes back-to-back, so if, if, if fucking Brock Lesnar's head exploded <laughs> and we didn't talk about it, that's why. Or Punk came back. Yeah, Punk came back. <laughs> <laughs> punk is black Red punk is black yeah took tanning pills like soul man and then uh is black guy now uh so that's why the, we doubled up um and have fun on your retreat thank you i will have fun doing whatever the fuck it is i do uh soundcloud that's very important you gotta listen to us on soundcloud that's huge for us uh we have itunes as well but soundcloud.com interact with us if you interact with us on soundcloud that is we will interact as if it was twitter I will okay. try and figure it out myself. Steve, at this point, has all the know-how. Yeah, but uh, if you that. contact us on SoundCloud, if you comment on our show on SoundCloud, we will comment back. We will follow you. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, also, we got a new embarrassing wrestling encounter that we'll uh, say when we get back. Uh, uh, Benjamin Iuri, I never know how to pronounce his name. We'll share that when we come back uh, from from our uh, respective 
Vacays. Vacays. <laughs> and uh, more stuff. Again, SoundCloud. Very important. Go there. Like us on that. And uh, for Curtain Jerks, I'm Scott Narber. I'm Steve Sears. Enjoy your wrestling, kids. Receive this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.